Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of DeRitter, Louisiana. This week's scripture lesson is found in the 10th chapter of Luke's Gospel, verses 25 through 28, which are as follows. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. First, a disclaimer about this podcast. What you are about to hear is an edited recreation of Sunday's message due to some issues with the original recording. I should probably not begin a message with a retired United Methodist bishop in attendance by saying the church has, unintentionally but with alarmingly detrimental results, focused way too much on making members. Yes, I said it. The church has made a tragic mistake by focusing so much on membership. Not just in our own tradition. One of the great success stories of American Christianity in the latter part of the last century, Willow Creek in suburban Chicago, blew up their whole modus operandi and started over because they realized something very crucial to the Christian tradition was missing in the midst of their tremendous membership growth. They were making members of a church, not disciples of Christ. We, as United Methodists, have as our stated mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. In theory, this is at the heart of everything we do as part of our tradition. And yet, we have severely abdicated our biblical responsibilities by, again, unintentionally, I believe, focusing more on the size of congregations rather than whether or not there are transformed lives of disciples coming out of the life of our congregations. Over the next six weeks and seven Sundays, we're undertaking a congregation-wide journey to explore what it means to be a disciple through the lens of United Methodism's understanding of church membership. Drawing upon a newly refreshed curriculum from our friends at Hyde Park United Methodist Church in Florida, we will be exploring what is a disciple and how a disciple lives out their calling to love the Lord our God with everything we have and our neighbors as ourselves. If you have not already, it is not too late to join one of our three groups working through this curriculum. Please note, the sermons of this series are original and not in any way, shape, or form prepared by or borrowed from any other source. The only natural place to start this kind of journey is, of course, by laying out what is a disciple. Probably the most well-known use of the term disciple is found in what is known as the Great Commission, the last words recorded in Matthew's Gospel, wherein Jesus says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, and I will be with you until the end of the age. Perfect. Succinct. And, well, um, one thing that has been true about Christianity from its earliest days is different communities of the faith hear the word in different ways. There are too many different Christian traditions in the world today, and you can make the case even back then to do justice to them all. So rather than try to do a comparison of all the ways in which different traditions look at what it means to be a disciple, we're going to be looking at it through the lens of United Methodism. Specifically, we will be looking at it being a disciple through the vows of membership one takes when they join a local United Methodist congregation. 
vows to support their congregation through prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. However, while those are vows we make to live out our Christian tradition and provide a framework through which a disciple lives, they too do not define a disciple's path. Today's scripture lesson, a few short verses from Luke's gospel, lay down what could arguably be the most succinct definition of being a disciple found in the gospels. The first of four specific things we glean from today's passage is a disciple's path focuses on the eternal. Notice very carefully this whole conversation is framed around the expert in the law's question of what must be done to inherit eternal life. The question focuses those of us eavesdropping on this encounter towards not the here and now, but eternity. I think if we are openly honest with ourselves, we will freely admit that far more often than we should, we worry about the immediate. The next hour, the next day, the next obligation, the next paycheck, the next election, the next relationship, the next test, yeah, you get the point. Looking at our life of prayer, chances are good that most of us would have to admit that our prayers and our pleas to God focus more on immediate felt and actual needs. If Jesus were here with us today, I suspect we would be asking questions about our immediate situations. And yet, Jesus is confronted with a question about eternal life. There is no better way for us to kick things off than by a reminder that our focus as followers of Christ, as ones who seek to live a life of discipleship, than to understand that following Christ faithfully means we focus on the eternal. After all, we read in the book of Revelation that the temporal things of this world will be washed away and a new heaven and a new earth will come when Christ returns in glory. Moving away from that, though, we also see some nuggets of wisdom in Jesus' answer that provide a framework for our lives. Look at his answer. As the Son of God, as God made flesh, as the Savior of the world, as the King of kings, as the one who came out of the house of David, as the promised Messiah, whenever Jesus speaks, his words are the final authority. He very easily could have made up a new answer. He could very easily have given the disciple an answer. And yet Jesus did not come up with a new answer. Jesus asked him, the expert in the law, well, what does the law say about this matter? Fascinating, isn't it? What do you find in the law? One of my biggest fears as a pastor is the idea that for some, their only encounter with Scripture in a given week is the few verses read in Sunday morning worship. One of the great things about the small group component of a disciple's path is each day's lesson begins with at least two scripture readings. To be a faithful disciple, we must not only own a Bible, we must know the Bible. If you look at Jesus' teachings, a great deal of them are drawn from the rich tradition of what we now know as the Old Testament. By referring the questioner back to the law, we realize that to be one who follows Christ, a disciple's path is rooted in Scripture. All right, enough about Jesus' question. What about the answer? What did the expert in the law find? Well, to summarize, 
You must love the Lord your God with everything you have. There is no scriptural basis for the mindset that your life of faith is but one of many lives you lead. Often there is talk about a work life, a home life, a church life, faith life, and many others that time will not permit us to mention here. The evidence of the scripture, though, as properly quoted by Jesus' inquisitor, indicates that living the life of a disciple of Christ is to live a life that is not bifurcated into different slices. To follow Christ is all-inclusive. Christ does not invite us to have him as Lord of certain parts of our lives. Christ demands to be Lord of all of our life. So we must answer honestly. We must answer honestly. Do we love the Lord our God with everything we have? Or the third point, is our love for God all-inclusive? The disciple's life must be so focused that our love for God is all-inclusive. Oh, but if the answer had always stopped at the concept of loving the Lord with all that we have within us, that would be pretty easy to manage, no? Focus on me and my stuff. Make no mistake about it, Jesus knew exactly what he was doing when he asked for what was found in the law. As every teacher worth her darn will tell you, the best questions asked of students are those questions that produce the right answer on their own, without the teacher having to give the answer. Let us not lose sight of the fact that nowhere in Scripture is there any biblical evidence for solitary Christianity. A life of faithful following Christ is by definition a life lived within the community of faith. A disciple's path is not solitary. We cannot with any integrity live a faithful life that does not bring us within the community. To inherit eternal life, Jesus points us not only to love of God, but also love of neighbor. Because, in fact, a disciple's path is not solitary. This season of our congregation's life is one we are following, not just through Sunday morning worship, but in our group settings. More so even than the lessons we learned we share around those tables is the reality that none of us has the whole picture of God. For each one of us experiences God in different ways. I'll plant my flag now, and you'll hear more about this when we get to the vow of presence, by saying to you that Christianity practiced solely on an individual basis, without worshiping regularly within the community and being involved in the small groups that come together regularly, is a Christianity that is simply not found in Scripture. A disciple's path is not solitary. So, now that we see from a brief interaction with Christ that the life of a disciple focuses on the eternal, is rooted in Scripture, is all-inclusive, and is not solitary, where do we go from here? We will spend the next five Sundays looking at each vow of membership one by one, then conclude with a Sunday where we commit to living out all five of our vows. Before we get to all that, though, let us remember that there is still plenty of time to join one of our three groups studying these topics more in depth. Let us also remember that a disciple's path is never finished. We all have steps to take. 
we all have room to go. But let us go forth from here with a simple exchange between Jesus and the expert of the law, ringing in our ears and stirring our hearts to Father Christ more and more each day so that we may love him with all we have and our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you for listening to this podcast from First United Methodist Church in DeRitter, Louisiana. For more information about our ministries, please visit fumcderitter.org or find us on Facebook. Thank you and have a blessed day.